Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I love this music early in the morning. Gets us awake here in southeastern Wisconsin. But coming to you around the world on our iPod app or whatever it's called <laughs> you don't even know you own a, I, I don't you own a flip know. phone i know i you don't, don't know, know the difference between an I ipod have, or i have no idea Apple i know pair i have no idea bluetooth yeah but anyway we come to you every, every saturday morning from Device. 6 to 8 a.m we are live and you can always call us uh with your questions comments bragging about a fish or whatever 799-1250 that's 414 799-1250. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie on the boards, as usual. Good morning, gentlemen. So, yeah, for our listeners, uh, if you do call, if you say you got like a 22-inch crappie or something, I'll just be nice and say, oh, that's nice. Tom here. <laughs> we'll say Tom, Tom here, Mr. Grumpy <laughs> over here, just has to tell people, just has to tell them when they're wrong. Oh, goodness me. No, well, I'm sorry, fishermen. Haven't you ever sat at a bar before and listened to somebody BS and you just let them BS? Yes, I have. I, I've I've yeah, had it just in the past. Let them go on. I, you know, but after a while, sometimes some people. I used to have this one guy come up to me at the sports show every year, and just telling me these outrageous stories. And you know, I'm supposed to be a nice guy. You know, yeah, being, especially you're there trying to get business. Yeah, well, I was there for outdoor Wisconsin. You know, and oh, just yeah, trying to be re- nice, representing, representing the show, the, right? Being yeah. a nice guy, but after consumer I relations. Finally, one year I couldn't take. He snapped it. on it. Oh yeah, did you tell him he's so full of crap? Yep, his eyes were brown. Well, pretty yeah, just about yeah, yeah, yeah just about. You, did. you, yeah. Ever, you know what a topper is? Besides a pizza place, yeah. <laughs> Susie, Susie, the bartender friend of mine, said a, a topper is like if you say, "Hey, I got an eighteen-inch bass yesterday." Oh, I got a twenty-two. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah. cousin. Yeah, you know, yeah. I bench pressed three hundred. Yeah. My cousin, I got a guy at my school yeah. did five hundred. A topper. They yeah. always got a. Yep. I hate those guys. Yep. yep. I know I hate, exactly. And you guys what you out mean. there listening that are toppers, you know who you are. <laughs> you know. Knock it off. <laughs> 
Yeah, there, there's one guy who listens to the show who's like that. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's now one. You're, now, you're, now you're going to go and get, like in, get in trouble. No, I'm not going to get in trouble. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, our no-name bookie friend, uh, his wife, for years, she makes these delicious pickles. And uh, finally, a few years ago, I asked her for the recipe. And now I make them every year. I made my first batch, you know, I don't know, three, four days ago. They, I mean, if you like sweet pickles, you know, they're really, really good. I just really like them. But anyway, I th- I got to thank her for that. That is awesome. Okay, you got you know. that note out of the way. Yeah, thank, I just had a... for pickles. Thank Lori for pickles. Thank you Lori just put a P on your paper over there for pickles. <laughs> I got a Make lot a of notes on my notes. paper. I got cheat notes, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so why don't you give that recipe as a gut report? Well, that's coming up. It might be better than, you know, one of your great we, cleaning the grill no, tips. We got, we got one more uh, fish... Coating recipe this oh, we week. Do. This week, one more fish uh, coating recipe, and then. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I also found something else out. Uh, you've heard of Trace Locos in Maguanago. I mean, you know, in Muskego, it's a Mexican restaurant. Trace Locos. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. I have their recipe on how they do their jalapeno poppers. And it ain't anything like you think it would be. How, I'm telling you, and how, they how are you, great. How'd you bribe your way into getting that? My my daughter-in-law, uh, they they ordered them, and uh, when it came to their table, my son said, "Oh, I think you got the wrong table. We didn't order those. We ordered the jalapeno poppers." And he said, "These are them." And the guy told her what they put in it. He told her, and so she told me, and I made them this last week, and they were fantastic. Yeah. So that's coming up in a, maybe next week. Yeah, next week. I got some good ones coming up. Really you got good some ones. good ones. But right now, you know, I'll About tell you time. what, anybody who has a garden, vegetable garden in their yard, uh, now is a time when, you know, everything's popping. Tomatoes and cucumbers and pickles and peppers and, you know, zucchini and all that stuff. I got some zucchini stuff coming up. I mean, I, I wish I could do more than one Uh because you know, uh, recipe because th- there's so much popping out now. You know, everything's just coming in the blue. Everything is. People are picking vegetables now like crazy. So what? What do you do about the rabbits? Do you do you uh, trap or kill a bunch of? You must be a. I no comment. Mur- murdering slime bucket <laughs> no over there. I bet comment. you're killing little bunnies no. left and right. I take them over. No to, I take them over to the park. I no. take them to the park. You take them to a park. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I do. I use this tall chicken wire, and seriously, because oh, the rabbits decimated my uh, pole beans this year, um, and and because they were getting over it, like leaning over it, and then they oh, they just they they really screwed them up. I out of six plants, I think three made it. Two or two, two or three made it. So, so you, I just put a taller chicken wire. So. You box trap the rabbits? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I I, I put Humanely. Uh, stuff around them. Oh, but I thought I you put were the relocate, big relocating them to a park. Well, yeah, that too. You're just trying to be quiet over there. <laughs> Did you ever build? Okay, they sell the traps. In yeah, fact, the live used, traps. They used yeah, to uh, have a heart. Used to yeah. be one of the first ones. It was yeah. a metal trap. They'd yeah. ad- advertise it in the back yeah. of Outdoor Life magazine. But did you ever <clears throat> build your own box trap? When I was a kid, we had that with the stick and all that. You know that. how to do yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we were kids, we everybody did that, okay. it seems like. Yeah. So, yeah, because I knew how to do it. And there were two methods like to build build the trap. Now, of course, the easy part was pounding the four 
sides mm-hmm. together into a rectangle. Mm-hmm. And then you take the back end and put chicken wire mm-hmm. on the back end. And one method was you'd have like a, uh, you'd have the door with a big, um, with a big stick or piece of wood yeah. attached to it that went up. Right. And you'd put it on hinges and it would, you know, the front end would go up and then you'd have a hole in the top of the trap with the wire going down with the bait and like an apple worked best. Yeah. Carrots, it's a misnomer that that rabbits yeah, love carrots. Yeah, you told me that. The yes. apples, yeah. So then then you'd uh, put that in the the uh, wire would hold that hold the door open but you'd have a spring on mm. the door that would be stretched out and nailed to the side of the trap. Yeah. So as soon as the uh, rabbit wiggled that wire, all of a sudden it would, you know, door would come slam and shut, yeah, trip it. Yeah. That was one method. There was another method where it was kind of like a, a, a balance type thing um, where they'd go in and it was kind of like a teeter-totter in the bottom of the trap where if they went to the far end, it, the, the one end would come up and that would slide the wire off the door yeah. and, the, and the door would swing to the inside. Hard right. to explain. Yeah, but it's, it's it was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, I saw both of them. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, come up with the design myself. I guess I saw a couple traps sure. and then I just started building them myself. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Well, nowadays it's pr- real easy with those, uh, the metal ones, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. I'm, <laughs> yeah, Tom, pretty nice. I'm too cheap. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's my line. <laughs> I'm too cheap. I'm not going to go spend money line. on an expensive wire trap when I can they're, build one myself. They're not expensive. They're like thirty bucks. You know what? I'll yeah. bet a, that's expensive. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet you today. There's no kids out there that know how to build a box trap. No. And I'll bet you if you took a kid and built one with them and let them go out and yeah. trap rabbits in the winter, yeah. I bet a kid yeah. would get excited about that. I bet you they would. Maybe they teach that in the Boy Scouts. I don't know. Do they have a merit badge for box traps? Little box trap merit badge. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If if they if you know if they but, have one. But or you not. could figure out. <laughs> but the trap line that I ran was uh, in the neighborhood, and you'd figure out where all the tracks were in the snow, and then you'd go on out mm-hmm. and set it up on a area. And I the next morning I couldn't wait to go on out. I'm like I don't know twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. To go out at five in the morning, go trudging out there in the dark in the snow, and mm-hmm. walk up on the trap to see the if you saw the yeah, door was yeah, down, yeah, it yeah. was exciting. Yeah, yeah. And we I used to that. sell the rabbits. There was a place in Green Bay called Rothy's Shoes. It it was downtown Green Bay. The shoe store that sold rabbits. Now, get this <laughs> shoe store that it was a fancy oh, shoe store, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they bought your rabbits for a dollar a piece. Oh, for the for, for the for the skin. Nope, nope. No. The guy belonged to some beagle, beagle dog club. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you'd go, go downstairs, right, with your box trap, with your yeah. rabbit in your box trap, and you go downstairs to the shoe store, and there'd be dozens of bunnies in in pens that people yeah. had come in, all neighborhood kids, I guess, mm-hmm. for a dollar. And there's all these these rabbits. And then I didn't. He taught me how to grab a live rabbit. Um, you grab it by the haunches. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what the rabbit will turn and try and go away from you and put its butt towards you. Yeah, so right. You put your hand up over just in front of its hips with the and give it like the Baron Von Raschke. Yeah, the, the claw. claw. Give yeah. it the claw and grab it, and the rabbit will just kind of like 
stiffen up, right? Yeah. And it won't even, it can't even, if you hold its hips like that, it can't do the kicking type thing. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then it just yeah. stiffens, stiffens up, and he'd just take it. <laughs> he'd grab it by the haunches and put it into the cage. Uh. <laughs> I never tried it myself. Even though he taught me the claw, I thought, I'll let you grab the rabbit. Give me the dollar, and yeah, I'm out of here, buddy. exactly, exactly. But, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Wrote these shoes, and yeah. I actually bumped, That's funny. bumped into That's a guy. Funny who's uh, married to one of my neighbors, and he's from Green Bay, and we were out fishing years ago, and we started talking. He used to bring rabbits to Rothy's really? shoes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We both cracked up laughing about what are the well, odds. Where, where I grew up, there was no place like that. So, <laughs> You know, back then it was big money, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could there, buy a, a new uh, Corvette for $6,000, so if you got a dollar for a rabbit, uh, just think, 6,000 rabbits, you could have bought a Corvette back then. And that Back vet then. would be worth a hundred grand now. Yeah, if you took care of it. So think yeah. about it. If if I'd invested in my rabbits more See? aggressively, instead of that chinchilla farm, chinchilla, <laughs> chinchilla farm that went belly up. <laughs> hey, we got to go to a break. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. We're on both twelve fifty a.m. and one hundred five seven FM. The fan. Join us. Every Saturday morning, and right now we're going to go to a break, and we'll come back with some more stuff. I got some interesting stuff about South Dakota, Danny. This is uh, this is unique. What South Nothing's Dakota? Nothing's interesting is. in South yeah. Dakota, Tom. This is it's flat and boring. There, there, there. Lots of pheasants, they, though. South Dakota doesn't like you. Doesn't like me. Doesn't like Nick Bodie here. Yeah, you'll. I'll tell you why when we Tough. come back. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, we'll be so right what? back. Who with cares? Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is our number. Thanks for listening this morning. And uh, now we've got Tom with some fascinating information about South Dakota. I okay, guess. you you know a lot of areas, Danny, have uh, you know federal parks. You know, uh, like for an example, in South Dakota, they got uh, uh, Black Hills National Forest, Buffalo Gap National Grasslands, Custer National Forest, Bureau of Land Management lands, you know, and all these places that are basically owned by the citizens of America, all right, owned by all Americans. But South Dakota says in the month of September, if you don't live in South Dakota, you can't hunt them. Nope. Even if you got a permit for a certain type of animal, if you're not a South Dakota resident, you can't hunt the federally owned lands, which are accessible to everyone in America. South Dakota says, no, 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 you you, you can't come well, here in why September. Are, why are they saying no, 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 no? They're not saying why. They're just saying this. we're only going to let South Dakotians hunt here in September. Uh, too bad for everybody else in the country. Now, you know, a lot of people like going to those state forests, you know, hunting different things in South Dakota, you know, especially like pheasants and different things like <laughs> right. that. And, and well, the deer and whatever, mule deer and it's I don't true. know, regular deer. But anyway, but yeah, but no, now in September, you can't go there. So what are you going to do? You can't go there. Well, I mean, are you going to call South Dakota No, or I'm not, I don't plan on going there anyway, but I bet you there might be a listener or two in our audience that goes to South Dakota for hunting and maybe goes in September. Nobody goes in September. Tom, it's hot. Well, it's I don't know. It's too hot to walk through a field and try and shoot a pheasant in September. I don't You'll know. You'll be sweating. I don't know about that. All yeah. I know is that. So let the South Dakotans sweat and do all the hard work, and well, we'll go in October. The basic December. The basic premise of it is that 
American citizens should not be kept away from what is rightfully theirs to use. That's You're right all. about that. So, yeah. so we got to write a letter or something. We, we got to complain. We, we got to complain. We got to get a, a petition together, <laughs> right? Contact the Chamber of Commerce yeah. and tell them how much hey. money, how much money they're losing. Well, you know, from tourist dollars, there are people because yeah, they from, got that September thing going. I'll on. tell you what, from people around the country, I'm sure there's a number of them that do go to South Dakota. Yeah, hunting. you're right. I'm sure, dude. You know, some people do. Yeah, and uh, but not in September. Not anymore in no, September. Let's, let's just like, do, what? let's just do the same thing, Tom. Yeah, you can't come to Wisconsin in September, yeah. but Wisconsin wouldn't do that because we like those tourism dollars. We, we like people to buy no, out-of-state hunting no, we licenses. Don't. I, well, you don't. I don't. You don't want to don't share don't. the land I with nobody. That's, <laughs> you don't that's why the you don't want the to. more the more you steer kids away from hunting and fishing, the better. As far as I'm concerned, I got the woods and lakes to myself. Till I die as an ornery old man by myself there, on my yeah, fishing spot, yeah, yeah, without a bunch of hey, get off my lawn, off you my, darn kids! Actually, no, I'll teach them how to hunt and fish because if not, if they're not fishing, they'll be on a jet ski whizzing by me. Yeah, they that would, would that would be worse. It's either that or they'll be in the house or cottage playing video games or something like that. You know? Yeah. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you before we were talking about trapping rabbits. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll tell you about. Rabbit wars. We had rabbit wars in our neighborhood. So I had a box trap. My buddy Jimmy Whitney had a box trap. Jimmy Whitney lived across the street. We were always fighting over the same areas to trap the, the rabbits, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I started sabotaging. I, I resorted to some guerrilla ops. <laughs> where What I would do <laughs> when Whitney That's set funny. his trap, I would go out in the middle of the night yeah. And I would go to his box trap and I'd clean all the bait out. And then, have you ever seen like soggy cocoa puffs? Yeah. yeah they look exactly like poop. Rabbit turds. Rabbit turds. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd take soggy po- cocoa puffs and I'd put them inside the trap, take the food out, and I'd trip the trap yeah. so the door was closed. So every day I'd be on the bus on the way to school and uh, I'd hear. Whitney complaining that, well, cripes, they stole my bait again. I, I don't know what's going on. So this went on for like weeks. Finally, one day, we go over to Whitney's garage, and he's put shoving his box trap into a corner. And I, I said, Whitney, so what are you doing? He says, I'm done trapping. God dang rabbits, they just keep stealing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and my buddy Gilson, he knew what I was doing. He goes, uh. Well, Whitney, are you are you sure? How do you know rabbits are doing it? He goes, because of the turds. That's how he said, because there's turds in there. And Gilson reaches down into the trap, grabs one, puts it in his mouth and starts chewing. He goes, really? Tastes like Cocoa Puffs to me. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Did he ever find out what you were doing? Oh, we, oh yeah, 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 I fessed up yeah, then. Yeah, 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 but Whitney's eyes got really big when it looked like he was eating the rabbit turd. Oh, geez. You know, I'll tell you, if you want to trap chipmunks in a smaller live trap, um, the store-bought ones, they love yellow, little yellow cherry tomatoes. They, they love those things. They'll pass up the red ones. 
They don't want those. They want the yellow ones for some reason. So, so that's I, that's that, what I got to do. I got to trap about if you 100 want... chipmunks and let them loose in your yard. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Think about it. What oh, if you really no. wanted to sabotage somebody oh, with their garden? Yeah. You could get well, as many as you can and just let yeah. them go. You know, it's really they really don't bother the garden except for the yellow cherry tomatoes. But what they do is they dig holes all over the place. I mean, yeah, they got holes, you know, going all over. So, yeah, you got to get rid of the chipmunks because they're digging holes all over. You know, and they're about, about a four, a, yeah, I'd say three, four-inch diameter now, holes. You, now, how about, the, how about the people call them gophers, yeah. but they're actually the 13-lined ground right, squirrel. Right, right, right. Do you have right. any of those around? I haven't noticed that. They just look like the regular, what is it, three-line they or get, whatever. They, you they, know, they're the regular, different than regular ch- chipmunks. They they look very similar to a yeah, chipmunk. Yeah, I know. But a lot they of people got more might, lines. They got yeah. more lines on their right. back. Yeah. yeah. No, these are like just the regular ones. These are regular yeah. chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, are they I, in the gopher family? Chipmunks. The regular chipmunks. I don't really know if there is such a thing as a gopher family. Oh, Tom. I, <laughs> I think it's the rodent family. They're just the rodent. I think they all belong to the rodent okay. family. All right. Uh, you don't, you don't want to know what one of the rarest ground squirrels in Wisconsin is? No, what is it? The Franklin ground squirrel. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Franklin ground squirrel. I've. What's unique about it? There's not many of them around, I guess. But, I mean, do they Have look different? Have you ever different? seen one? Do they, I don't even know what they look like. Well, <laughs> the reason is I, I saw a picture on the DNR website yeah. that uh, some biologists, retired DNR biologists and some college professor recently relocated a family of Franklin ground squirrels. Yeah. I don't know the exact details, but apparently they relocated it onto some private property, and it says the endangered Franklin ground squirrel, the, the ground squirrel family has a new home, thanks to the DNR biologist. And I, they had a picture of it, and it looked, they, they, they just had a upper torso shot of the ground squirrel. <laughs> they didn't have a full body shot. It, it looked like a gray squirrel. Mm-hmm. From like the haunches to the head, but that they just had it kind of like it was standing. Yeah. Picture. I don't know what their tail looks like or anything. It looked like kind of a looked like a gray squirrel. Never heard one. But I'm I'm interested. I didn't really know that that existed. Wonder if they named him after Benjamin Franklin. Franklin? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. You got somebody on the line there, Nick. I do. I think I have a little bit of rodent advice from you guys, uh, for you guys from our friend Douglas. He's on the line. He's in Sussex, but he's originally from Texas. Douglas, good morning. Hey, good morning, Douglas. Hey, good morning, guys. Great show. I love it. Every Saturday I listen. Well, thank oh, you. Cool. Thank you. On my way home from work. Hey, uh, we used to have the ground squirrels in uh, Texas and those prairie dogs. Oh, yeah. Prairie dogs. I, yeah, I've, heard, I've seen those. And the problem is they break horses' legs. Yeah, they got all those damn holes around. Yeah, Grandpa used to pay us like a dollar a dog to go out and shoot them, but you can't do that anymore because you hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, fact, you don't want to hurt many in feelings. In fact, uh, my dad, when he grew up on the uh, farm in Douglas County, uh, they actually had bounties back then on them where he could get like uh, 25 cents for a tail from like a uh, ground squirrel or... 50 cents for a woodchuck tail because the theory was like you said that farmers wouldn't like them because a cow might put its foot in a hole in a hole and break its leg. Yep. yep. Yeah, that was Yeah, what we did was we we go out and get road flares. Yeah. And you light the road flare and you stick it in the hole and then you cuz the road flare were burning the rain, correct? It, I mean it it burns. Yeah, right. So you take the road flare and every time you see a hole you stick a uh, light the road flare and stick it in the hole. 
And then you cover it up with dirt. Okay. And then as it burns down, it fills the holes full of smoke. And smoke will come up all over your yard. I mean, <laughs> you'll, be surprised, you'll be surprised how far it goes. Oh, I, I, I believe it. I believe it's, it. It's very impressive. And then but, now, did the did the ground did the prairie dogs try and come rushing out, or did you just asphyxiate them in their holes? Well, we don't care either way. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Oh my God, we got animal rights lovers around the world right now. Their their hairs raising on yeah. end there. So, but they do make good musky bait. But they, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I suppose just be careful. You don't do it with any underground gas lines or anything. Yeah. There, yeah, sounds, you got to be protected. Yeah. I'm yeah. a retired firefighter that moved it from Texas up here and started moving the other way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. But well, anyway, it fills a hole full of sulfur. The sulfur okay. from the road flare fills the hole. Okay. With the smell, and they won't go back in it for a while. So oh. about once a year when they come back, you got to do it again. But it gets rid of <laughs> And then pretty soon the holes start collapsing in because they don't keep them dug out anymore. And you, yeah. then you got to add some more dirt to your freaking yard. I mean, these guys do some damage. So yeah, that's the tip they to do. get rid of them. That's a good, yeah, there we go. Never All heard right. of that one before. Road okay. flare. Thanks. Road flare. Thanks, Douglas. All right. Appreciate Take care, it. Douglas. Thanks for Good listening. Guys. Okay. Yep. Bye now. I wonder right. if, like, yeah. uh, road flares, it's the sulfur, he said. I wonder if, like, matches for, like, small chipmunk holes would work. I think you'd need... A lot more matches. Of course, we don't know. want to encourage any kids out there to play with matches or road flares, so we're disavowing. Yeah. Don't yeah. do this at home. Yeah, don't try it on your own. Have an adult present. Let them get in trouble. Right. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Coming up next is uh, the gut report. So we we got a lot more coming up in the show today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Okay, well, we're, we are staying on the fish frying theme this week. One more week of it. And this is, uh, some people, you know, they like to have that batter on their fish. It doesn't matter what kind of fish you're frying with the batter. But this is a, a really nice, it's like a tempura batter, but not as light. But you take flour and cornstarch. Half and half. couple teaspoons of baking powder. You got to use beer. And if you don't want to use beer, you got to use sparkling water. Okay? One of the two. It's got to have carbonation. And then you put some salt and pepper in it. And you mix it up until it's a nice thin consistency. You dip your fish into that. Let it drain a little bit. And then drop it in your oil. It's it's good. And if you want to add some other spices in there, if you want to add garlic powder or whatever, you know, add whatever you like. But your basic one is uh, flour and cornstarch together, baking powder, beer, salt, and pepper, and that's it. And if you don't want to put pepper, fine. But if you want to put jalapenos, go right ahead. The Cut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee or Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We want to thank all of our listeners. We want to thank, thank we support the badge, the officers out there, 
uh, supporting, taking care of us. We support you. Uh, thank our military people out there as well, and the first responders, firefighters, and everybody else that's working hard to make America great. Hey, last thing I got to say about rabbits, chipmunk, all that stuff. One time, you know, the rabbits, they, they dig these holes, and then they dig uh, fake holes to fake predators out. Okay, they'll, What? Back up there. Rabbits will, will have their holes where they, you know, have their young, and then they'll dig a fake hole or two. So they try to fake out predators. Yeah, they have fake holes. Really? Yep. That's a and, fact. And those darn rabbits tried killing me one year. I'm mowing my lawn, which I've got a three-tier hill like. Right. I'm walking along, mowing the lawn, stepping one of them holes, rolled down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, those son the of rabbit guns. hole got you. Well, the rabbit rabbits, hole got me. Yeah. I didn't think rabbits actually dug holes. I thought they no. just used holes that were done, dug by other animals. No, no. I've found a number of in over the years, over the last twenty years, I've probably found, I don't know, probably about four or five, six of them, something like that. You know? No, no. I don't think they can I dig found a the hole. Babies, I found the babies in one See, of them. I, yeah, they'll use a hole, but I don't think they can dig because they got their little soft little paws, Tom and Nate. They, they, how do they get in I don't hard know. ground? I don't See, know. That's all why I know is that the rabbit were... relies on its friend, the woodchuck. Well, or all the I know is that I found, I found one the of the coyote. holes and, uh, and put a glove on, put my hand in there, and oh, guess what? There's, there were six little baby rabbits in there. Yeah, right in that hole. Six little baby rabbits. And you safely relocated all the family to the park. Yes, I relocated them. Okay, I bet you did. (laughs) I bet you relocated those. I was fishing this past week, Danny. Uh... Uh, well, I'm I'm back at my real job, Tom. Yeah, but, uh, I know school starts way too soon for yeah. high schoolers. That's I was that's out, crazy. I was out uh, about a yeah, week before this week. I was out with uh, Doctor Sandy, and uh, his son lost a real nice fish, and uh, it kind of bent the hook out a little bit. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. But then uh, he caught a nice fat 37 incher afterwards. And, mm-hmm. We just did a quick water release, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I've heard. That, I, I mean, all the people I've been talking to on all the area lakes are doing. They're just doing really good. Bass fishing is excellent. The crappie fishing is good on the weed line edges. Um, you know, I mean, just uh, e- even walleyes. You know, even walleyes on some of the area lakes. Oh, and here's oh, hot tip. I don't know if I talked about this before. But hot tip like on Pewaukee Lake or any other lake that has walleyes. But there's some guys on, on Pewaukee Lake, what they're doing. Now, drop shotting is not just for bass fishing. Guys are using drop shotting. They're drop yeah, shotting, I, but with live bait. I was talking about that last was week. Was that la- I thought we, I talking we were talking about that last yeah, week. Okay. Yes. okay, yeah. And so it's not just for bass fishing. You know, right. you can do it for walleye fishing too. Now, could you use plastics for the walleyes? Yeah, probably, but... That that night that half a night crawler that sh- golden shiner works pretty good for those walleyes too, you know. So, yeah, drop shining for walleyes. There's something interesting, you know. That's I can't wait to do that. I'm gonna be doing that in a few weeks. I think. I know. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to try it. At, yeah. On a number of different lakes, you can yeah. get a big bass. You can oh get yeah, a big small yeah. Mouth. You'll you catch get... just about anything, you know. Right. As a matter of fact, one of my sons, he was fishing uh, Oconomowoc Lake, fishing walleyes for a little bit, and with a jig and a half a crawler, 
and he had something real big on. There was no stopping it. It was just taking out line, eight-pound test, you know, just zipping it off the reel, and it finally, you know, cut his line. I think I know what he had on. Might have been a muskie that grabbed it. What lake? On Oconomowoc. On Oconomowoc. Yeah, probably a muskie grabbed it and took off with it. And that does happen at times. You know, that does happen. Well, I had uh, had a couple of kids out a couple of weeks ago, and that happened. Yeah. Hooked something. I thought he was in the weeds myself, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden the line kind of took off and starts moving. It's it like, started moving ooh, and ooh. snap, just cut yeah. him right off. Yeah. So a muskie or a pike will suck yeah. in a big old nightcrawler sure. sometimes. Sure. Yeah, you, that happens. And, you know, and it happens more frequently, I think, up north because people are fishing a lot of walleyes in those northern Wisconsin lakes. So they're fishing a lot of walleyes. They're fishing a lot of jigging minnow, jigging half a crawler, jigging leech. And and let's face it, a lot of the lakes up north have muskies, and they're swimming by, and they figure, eh, a little snack, you know, and they grab it, and then you lose another bait. So <laughs> let me ask you, we're talking night crawlers. Um, years ago, when I worked at the muskie shop, John would get these flats of yeah. these Canadian night crawlers. Right. Now, did those really come from Canada? Yes, yes. Okay. What's the difference... There's What's no it? difference from the Wisconsin nightcrawlers that are Canadian. They just have big areas where they actually grow them on purpose. How do they actually have a nightcrawler farm? I don't know, but I, I was at one of my bait suppliers one time, uh, Hilgers, which is no longer in business, and the semi-truck pulled up, a semi, big, big semi, semi and it was full from top to bottom with those flats Fire of crawlers. Foam. Yep. <laughs> And there's roughly approximately 500 night crawlers to a flat. This thing was loaded. Was it a refrigerated semi truck to keep them cool? Yes, yes, yes. You'd have to keep yes. them. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the one thing. Night crawlers and leaf worms have to be refrigerated, whereas red worms do not. Okay, those don't have to. Uh, red worms grow in compost piles, and we know how warm those get. You know. So uh, red worms don't need refrigeration, but night crawlers and leaf worms, yeah, those do. But yeah, this I could. I mean, I'm looking at, I don't know how many millions of night crawlers in this semi. It's like, oh my lord! And he says, <coughs> I forget what the duration was in between semi loads that he would get. He'd sell them all and get another one whenever down the road. You know, I don't know if they came every couple of weeks or whatever. I mean, when I had my shop, I had, I was going through ten flats a week. I mean, and just think, and back then there were a lot of bait shops around. Now right. there's not too many, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of crap. I, yeah. I wonder why they, you know, they'd have to get them all the way from Canada, why someone isn't just doing it in northern Wisconsin, and, well, farming them. It'd be I, interesting I know, know. to know how they yeah. actually farm them. I, yeah, it, that would be interesting, yeah, because they grow, man, they, they supply all you know, they supply a lot of night crawlers around. As a matter of fact, like the golden shiners that that we yep. use, yep. most of those come from like Arkansas. What? They, yeah, they have big, big golden shiner ponds or whatever. They have they, they grow these things like crazy I thought, down there. Now, like Gullen, or yeah, that, don't they, they have their own they, ponds? They they have some too, but they'll probably they might get a load of them from there, stick them in their ponds to sell as they go along. But those are the the big places are down south that well, grow them. You know, I've got uh, you know, uh, Doctor Sandy fishes on Okeechobee with guides okay. every year to try and get the bass. And last year, a guy he took, because he, here's the deal, Tom. 
it costs. It's really expensive to go with those guides, right? It's like four or five hundred a day. Okay. And then you got to pay a hundred dollars for the shiners. Yeah. It's eighty to a hundred dollars yeah. for these wild shiners. Yeah, you want that, the wild ones. You don't want go, the farm raised yeah, ones. Yeah. So they evidently they must trap those somewhere, creeks or ponds, whatever. And uh, a, a buddy of his, of course, he split the cost so he could afford it. And the guy on, on a wild shiner caught like an 11 or 12 pound bass, mm-hmm. giant bass. A lot of times when you hire those guides, you go fishing for the wild shiners first. A lot of times you catch those. I guess those are easy to catch and they know where to get them. And so they, you catch uh, the wild shiners. And then you, And a lot of times they use balloons. Use them under for balloons a, for, for, for a float. float. Yeah. yeah. They use balloons. Yeah, which is really weird. So, hey, we got to go to a break. Be- uh, coming up next, folks, is the Hornschwaggle. And just remember one thing. The prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to guys at yahoo.com. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages, everything meat and more, right on Pilgrim in Silver Spring, and by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. You're going to win a really nice prize package uh, and Danny will tell you all about it when we come back. So to be a contestant, you got to call 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Call now. Be a contestant. Be a big winner. We'll be right back with more on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Water, cause I need some place to hide. I done the ranch's dough. I showed it hurt his pride. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening. And right now we have our Hornswoggle segment and we have Mark on the line. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. good. Hey, where are you from, Mark? From Franklin. Franklin. All right. Okay. So here we go. Um, If uh, you know how this works, if I'm pulling your leg, it's a horn schwaggle. If I'm saying what if my statement is true, it's no horn schwaggle. So here we go. Uh, And if you've been listening to the show the whole time, your odds are even better today. Uh, Rabbits. When baiting (laughs) a box trap for rabbits, apples work great, even better than carrots. Horn schwaggle or no horn schwaggle. No horn swaggle. No horn swaggle. That's one. There we go. Ground squirrels. The Benjamin ground squirrel is an endangered, highly endangered squirrel in Wisconsin. The Benjamin ground squirrel. No horn swaggle. No, that was a horn swaggle. It's the Franklin ground squirrel. Gotcha on that one. Okay, here we go. Uh, Many African hunters who seek dangerous game, prefer to use double rifles. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. That's a no hornswoggle. Oh, you mean the two-barrel? The two-barrel. Yeah, the two yeah barrel a lot of them ones. use that. They yeah. use those really big bullets. Nitro Express, right? Yeah, yeah Nitro yeah, Express. Rifles. Yeah. Well, big, thanks. Big, big bullets. Thanks for playing, Mark. Sorry you, you, were, you only got one out of the three there, but give us a call next week, and maybe you can uh, win next week. All right. All, All right. right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, Bye now. Okay. Take care. Bye. Yep. 
I, yeah. I thought the double one was an easy one. Yeah. Every show that I've seen, there, there's one uh, that on YouTube called Death at My Feet. Oh, my goodness. Double rifles. Yeah. yeah. You see them. Double uh, barrels. Yeah. The, the reason they like that is it's quick, quick follow-up shot and reliability. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to have an action fail on you. Right. You know, so. Uh, when a hippo or a, one of big those. Big old elephant. No, what what are those things with the. the a rhino? Uh, well, it's Cape, rhino, they Cape, don't, Cape Buffalo. Yeah, that's the ones. Cape yeah. Buffaloes. The, on, on this videos on uh, on YouTube, Death at My Feet. That's where they promote the Nitro Express, these really big bullets. 470 yeah. Nitro yeah. Express. Yeah. And what the guy, he tries to really get the like the Cape Buffalo mad at him. You know, he he taunts him and teases him. And eventually the Cape Buffalo has had enough and it starts charging him. And and he shoots him and they literally die within like 30 feet of there. So, I mean, they're right in front of him when they fall over. It's like, so, you guys are nuts. So <laughs> I really personally... I I I I think t- to just to do that so you can YouTube it. Yeah. I, and I think that's stupid. I think yeah. and, and I and I think it's uh showing lack of respect for the game. Yeah. I think so too. I think yeah. that's showing yeah. lack of respect for the game if you're out there trying to taunt it and make it charge you. Just so uh, that, a hunter isn't out there to taunt game. It's yeah. to cleanly harvest it. Right. And yeah. To, to try and invoke a charge just so you can say, look at me, look at, mm-hmm. oh, wow, we well, had that come at us. That's what yeah. they're doing on, on those That's why videos. I would never even yeah. watch it. Yeah. Why even give them, uh, yeah, I, I don't don't agree with that. It's also an intensely bad idea to try to get the big animal, like, more angry at you. <laughs> yeah, if you miss, you're in big trouble. I mean, that's really, <laughs> I was, have you guys seen Wind River with Jeremy Renner? He plays a guy who uh, works for the Department of Fish and Wildlife. He's somebody who hunts predators on Indian reservation, Native American reservation. And this, doesn't somebody get killed in it, and then he helps the FBI find? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I did see that one. It was good. It was a good. Actually, it was a good. I think you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a, and I watched it. There's yes. a scene in that movie yeah. where he uses his rifle um, and he shoots through the hole of a camper. And I mean, it's this Nitro Express rifle that he's been using on bears and mountain lions and stuff, and it punches a hole like the size of a softball through the wall. And my mom goes. <laughs> Well, that can't be necessary. Movies are so over the top. And I was like, Mom, this is a rifle designed to stop a bear when it's charging at you full yeah. speed, no matter what. Right, That's, yeah. Have you guys ever had an encounter like that? Either I, of you? I had a fox charging me. Wow. Yeah, I had a fox. We were pheasant hunting. I had an and- angry girlfriend once. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. No, and the fox was running right at me. Its tongue was hanging out of its mouth, and it was a cut cornfield, you know? And I and it's running and running, running and I'm and I'm like waving, you know, the 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 shotgun in my arm, you know, I'm waving like trying to let it know, hey, I'm standing right here, you stupid animal, stupid don't run. fox, go to go the other way, and that thing kept coming and coming and coming, and and I I think it was rabbit to tell you the truth. Probably I mean, was. It looked well, what really, did you do? Did you run? No, did I you shot climb it. A tree? Oh, you shot, shot it. Almost took its head off. Shot, got it right in the neck. Do you have your deer rifle then? No, Is no, that... that was a shotgun. Oh, we shotgun. Were, we were pheasant hunting. And it probably got I don't know thirty, forty, fifty feet from me, something like that. And I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. ripped. I mean, yeah. You think it was coming at you? It or was just coming running right. At, no, it was coming right at me, coming right down a row. You know how they have the rows of the cut corn? Yeah. You know? It's coming right at me, and I'm trying to wave it off, and trying to let it know, hey, go I'll the other way. Rabbit. You know? That's scary. That was weird. Yeah, that is not yeah. good. Yeah, and it was real mangy looking. You know. It was uh, like skinny and mangy, and its fur was yucky. Uh, I mean, it uh, it wasn't something that you'd want to keep the pelt. Let's put it that way. 
you know, so. And yeah. the mange. So I uh, almost blew its head off. It almost actually became detached from it, from the rest of Mangy it. Mangy Fox sounds like a 70s band that Danny would tell me about. <laughs> you ever listen to that Mangy Fox album? Or One Hit Wonder? I don't know. That's a good name for a band, Mangy one time, Fox. <laughs> one time I had a friend of mine said, stay away from that girl. She's got the mange. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. So so we got another caller there, Nick. Uh, yeah, we do. We got two minutes for our last call here. This is gonna be quick okay. before the end of the hour. Rich in Milwaukee. Uh, hey, good morning, Rich. We got a couple minutes. What's up? Hey, you guys were talking about worms. Uh yeah. did you guys hear about the evasive uh jumping worm? Yeah, those have been around for a long time, actually. Yeah. You know what? They have been. And I, I was working on a, a guy's yard in Wauwatosa uh, last year. And, oh, my God, these things these things move like Elvis. <laughs> the jumping worm. Okay, yeah. I might have seen one once. Yeah. Describe them. Well, they're, 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 they're probably the size of a red worm, maybe a little shorter, but do they move? Yeah, they're smaller, but yeah, they, they really do. I You know, I've never used one for bait, but I bet you they'd be good. Don't they kind of like hunch up or something like that? No, or? not so much, but they, they, they literally could go almost like they almost want to quite bend in half, and then they, they go forward. And wow. then since I saw these, I worked for a local municipality, and since I've seen these, we got a brochure on them, so I, I didn't know if this was something new. I will tell you this, the, the usual thing about this, this particular guy that's, that's house I'm working at, he puts these cocoa beans out through his garden. Yeah. I, I've never seen them anywhere else. Cocoa beans. Cocoa beans. And I don't know, I don't know what's supposed to do something with the soil or whatever, yeah, and but this guy's loaded with them. Huh. Hey, we got to run. We got to hey, hit that's her. that's fine. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for yeah. the info. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.